Hello, everybody, and welcome to McKay's Music Corner, a musical discussion podcast that and it starts... starts right now. Welcome back to McKay's Music Corner, a musical discussion podcast. As you can see, it has been quite some time since the last upload. I think the biggest struggle is I will have all of the notes, all of the structure to an episode planned out. I'll have the playlist organized of the songs I'm going to discuss. And then a week goes by, and then two weeks go by, and then new music has come out. Things aren't quite as new and fresh in my mind and I want to talk about something else. So it gets very frustrating. I definitely need to jump on the jump the gun. No. <laughs> I definitely need to be on the ball. That's what it is. I need to be on that big bouncy exercise ball <laughs> like your favorite coworker in the office and I just need to be on top of things. Today's episode is primarily going to focus on some of these smaller, lesser-known artists and musicians. And I really wanted to highlight their music and express my gratitude and appreciation for the music that I have loved by these artists, as well as recommend it to all of you, because I definitely do think they deserve a lot more attention. So first, today I'm going to be discussing one song in particular by... An artist. I will be discussing the song Three Years by The Ivory. This song was released on May 3rd, 2019. So this is an artist I've been following since it began back in 2015. Since then, the band is now a duo consisting of Shane Crump, and he is also the bassist for the band Alisana, which I really love, so that's how I got into The Ivory. And it also consists of the drummer Jeremy Bryan, but originally just Shane Crump. He originally released an EP titled Gloom on June 30th, 2015. And that was actually the Ivory's first project with the leading single, I'm a Mess. So it was that song that actually first introduced me to this music and I loved it. I bought the EP on iTunes and still have the EP on my phone. Unfortunately, the five-song EP has been removed from Spotify and other streaming services. Based on this and responses I've seen from uh, Shane's social media or the Ivory's social media, it looks like he might prefer to distance himself from that first EP and give the Ivory a fresh new start. And this seems to be due to the fact that Gloom EP was a creation born out of the worst breakup he's had. So it could make sense if he no longer feels as comfortable sharing that music publicly. Other than the fact I purchased it on iTunes way back in the day, I'm really unaware of any other way to listen to it. I don't know if it's available on YouTube. It's definitely not available on any of the streaming services, but I thought it'd be interesting to share some of the history of that band. Which brings us to the quote-unquote first song by The Ivory, the song that kind of reinvigorated the project Shane Crump started with the Gloom EP, and that song is titled Three Years. And this song was released May 3rd, 2019, with an accompanying music video. The sounds of this song are really amazing. It gives the song an atmosphere and you can feel the emotion in the vocals and the performance. 
The song definitely feels like a continuation of the grief and heartbreak, maybe from Gloom EP, but it feels more polished and more mature. It seems like more time has passed since the breakup, presumably three years, hence the song title, and it feels like Shane has been able to put thoughts into words more adequately. My favorite part of the song is the chorus and how the singer belts out the lyric, maybe you should know what you really meant to me. The way that's delivered is just my favorite part. It's so poppy and catchy and I love it. And I know I describe things as poppy and catchy all the time. If someone can point out all the synonyms to the word catchy, please let me know. That would be helpful. But seriously, it's I really love this song. I think it's got these really beautiful pop vibes to it, as well as having tons of emotion and heartache throughout the song. And that part in particular in the chorus, where the chorus starts, just is really my favorite. It, it sounds really cool. The song itself feels really dark, but also healing at the same time, like ripping the band-aid off and finally just letting that wound breathe and heal and recognizing for the pain it caused, but still wanting to move on and be better from it. One of my favorite lyrics from the song is probably, does time really help us at all? And I think that summarizes pretty dang well what the song is about. The song is titled Three Years, so maybe it's been three years since the initial breakup. And the singer asks a very important question, does time really help us at all? Is time an important factor to the healing process? Does it do anything on its own? And how much time is enough time to move on from something or someone? So I just really like that. And the sounds and themes and lyrics all tie in together. You could tell that the band really worked hard on this song and they chose the perfect song to re-energize the love for this project. And I personally have been on the edge of my seat ever since this song's release. It has been quite a few years since then and as of today, The Ivory has only a total of three songs available to listen to, the latest song being released way back in 2020. So I'm patiently hoping for new music. They, they do constantly tease it or ask if people are interested. I think the, the pandemic has definitely been hard for newer, smaller artists. They want to, you know, put their foot in the door and go on these tours and do interviews and make music videos. And the pandemic has definitely put a damper on those efforts. All bands everywhere, all musicians everywhere have had that struggle, even big bands. So it's even more noticeably so tougher for these smaller artists where, you know, this is their passion, this is their career, and they're just unable to get that traction that they maybe once had or that they need to get in the music industry. And it's, it's rough. It's a brutal industry that... It's changing constantly and so that's why I wanted to showcase a lot of these smaller bands give them the love and not just because they they need it but because I, I feel like they deserve it and they are songs that I have listened to time and time again you know throughout these years actually as I was writing these notes I checked their Spotify bio their little biography and it says the duo has planned to release a full album in 2022 so reading that has me really excited. I do hope that is the case, and I will definitely be pre-ordering that. I think the Ivory has a really cool sound. I really like his vocals 
honestly, it's just, it's really polished, really interesting and fun. So yeah, if you, if that, any of that sounds interesting to you, please check out The Ivory on Spotify or Apple Music and check out their song Three Years, as well as the two other songs. I'm a fan of all three of them. All right, so let's get into the next song today that I will be featuring. This song is titled Nothing Sacred, Nothing Holy by the artist Family Thief. This song was originally released on March 8th, 2017. It is relatively short, but it is a song that is short and sweet. I would say it's the definition of a short and sweet creation. I really love the inclusion of the ukulele on this song, and I like the different layers that get added to the song as it goes on. I think the guitar in the background is really neat too. I don't know what the technique is called, but it reminds me of something in country songs. <laughs> like it has this <laughs> this twangy, really cool sound to it. Um, if you listen to it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And again, the chorus is my favorite. My favorite line is the, I can't find my home from here, she says. You're the only hand that I'm holding. And it sounds so good in the chorus and the way the, the background vocals go. <laughs> I, I laugh because I, I'm laughing at my attempts to recreate it try to show you what it sounds like, but the music itself is, is really powerful. That being said, I am I really am not 100% sure what the song is about. I, I mean, I still love it and I can appreciate songs even if I don't 100% understand what their lyrics are saying. This one specifically, I, I can't put a finger on it. I don't exactly know, but I know that I just enjoy the sound itself, which is really impressive. I would recommend to check this song out and the artist himself out. I discovered Family Thief because another band I really like called Forever Came Calling did a split EP with them. And basically what a split EP or album is, it's where two or more artists have featured songs, usually one artist's songs on one side of the vinyl record and the other artist's songs on the other side. Of course, it doesn't have to specifically be on vinyl record, you know, it could just be half and half one half one artist, one half the other artist. And I think it's actually a really cool thing and I wish more bands did this with their labels more often. I think it is a good way to introduce new music to people because obviously that's what introduced Family Thief to me. And ever since I got that split EP on vinyl and learned those songs, I've, I've been following Family Thief ever since. In 2013 is when they did their split EP with two songs each, and I, I bought it digitally, got it on vinyl, and I just loved the two songs by Family Thief. The, the two songs that I first was introduced to Family Thief with are titled Jack and Coke and Well-Dressed Man. Unfortunately, for some reason, Spotify labels those two songs as being part of Forever Came Calling's catalog, but that, that is actually not the case. And I think it, the reason it got messy is because it's a little bit harder to do on Spotify where an album has two songs by one artist, two songs by another. But hopefully they fix that at some point because the credit does need to go to Family Thief. And those listens should go to Family Thief. I love Forever Came Calling, and their songs on that are great as well, of course. But, you know, credit where credit's due. And yeah, something I like about Family Thief in general is he features a lot of acoustic guitar and softer sounds, and it's really enjoyable. 
But yeah, the song Nothing Sacred, Nothing Holy was a uh, kind of standalone single that came between two of his EPs. And I just really loved it. It's, it's short and sweet, like I said, and you can tell the passion that went into that song. So yeah, definitely show him some more support. All right, so the next song I'm gonna be talking about is called Poor Surgeon by Madoka, and that's spelled M-I-D-O-C-A. And this song was released on January 22nd, 2019. Madoka is an artist that I think more people need to know of. People are seriously missing out. He makes such fantastic songs, and a lot of his songs, if not most, tackle themes of ended relationships, loneliness, isolation, and he's able to create sounds both beautiful and haunting. I don't know how to properly describe his style of music, but the moods I get are dark, anxious, hurt, so maybe I would call his genre dark electronic or something? I'm not really sure. A lot of Madoka's earlier songs featured some other artists or singers singing to, you know, the electronic sounds he made, but I actually really appreciate when Madoka is the one singing. I really like his voice, I think it's very unique, and it gives the music a lot more of a personal touch since he's the one who created the sounds and the one who wrote the lyrics. These are his songs, these are his experiences, and to be able to hear his own voice sing about those experiences makes it a lot more personal and enjoyable. The specific song of his I wanted to feature today is called Poor Surgeon, and it's probably my favorite song by him. But there is another track that becomes a close second with my favorite, which is titled When You're Around, I Become Myself. That is also a really amazing song, and the two are really neck and neck with which one serves as my favorite Madoka song. But in the song Poor Surgeon, Madoka likens his ineptitude with relationships to being a poor surgeon. He states, I am a poor surgeon with an unsteady hand. This operation didn't go as I planned. And you can hear the pain in his voice as the song continues. In the second verse specifically, there is this really beautiful, vulnerable moment in the vocals where he talks about the, the thorns being left in his back by this person. And yeah, he sings about a person who has left him and he doesn't know what to do. Another lyric I really like from Poor Surgeon is, Was it easier for you to cut me out, bury my body in the ground and just leave? This person cut them out of their life and doesn't know what to do. It's a very painful experience. And like a lot of surgeries, it takes a lot of healing, a lot of time. Who knows if the body will ever truly heal. I really hope that at some point, Midoka is able to create a full-length album and really get it out there to get a lot more people listening to it because I think it is very unique style. It's very dark, creates these atmospheres that are moody and haunting. And I think a lot more people would be able to enjoy the music. They it just, it's all about getting it out there and I don't know how to do that and I'm sure it's a struggle that a lot of musicians face because I, I really enjoy his songs, the EPs he's released thus far, and I think a lot of other people could really get something out of it as well. So last but not least, I'm going to be talking about the song Destiny by Destroy Rebuild Until God Shows. And this song was released on February 2nd, 2022. Right off the bat, this song lets you know that this band is coming back with a vengeance. The return of drugs is finally here. I have been long awaiting it. I know tons of other people have been hoping for it. 
praying on their knees day and night. And I know it's something that Craig Owens, the singer and frontman, has been having in the works for a few years. Their first and only album released way back in 2011, and now, 10 plus years later, their first real single is here. The song, titled Destiny, is the official return of Destroy Rebuild Until God Shows. And I say that only because back in 2020, there was a demo song titled King I Am that was released under the drug's name. I think since then, the singer Craig Owens has explained that the demo was to gauge the interest and excitement for upcoming new drugs material, but the song has unfortunately since been removed from streaming services with really no confirmation whether it will ever be back up. I think the initial reception for that song was really 50-50. Right now there's about half of the fan base of drugs wondering where that song is now and where they can listen to it. Is it going to be on the new album? And then the other half are just really glad to see that the song is not the direction of the upcoming drugs that they're leaning. So it's a split audience in terms of King I Am. Personally, I quite liked the demo King I Am, the release prior to this new one, and I do miss it from streaming, but I think the new song that is here is fantastic and I enjoy it just as much. So Destiny is the official return single and there's such an aggressive energy to it, and it almost feels like a heavier sound for drugs. But at the same time, the chorus has that melodic and catchy touch to it, like the drugs that people know and love. It was mixing those hard, heavier, darker elements with the poppy, melodious vocals that really made the band pop back when it first started. And I think that this track definitely lives up to the hype of the return. And I think that it shows that Craig Owens has still got it. His voice sounds just as good as ever, if not better. And the energy that is put into this song is visible by everyone who has had a hand in it. The song itself deals with a lot of the similar themes that have been covered earlier in the episode, but this time with a twist. And the lyric to showcase is, I think that destiny took you from me. So Craig is singing about how whoever the person or this thing is, their departure from his life is something of fate or something of destiny. It was something that was meant to be. And with the tone of the song and the way the lines are delivered, I think it's pretty clear that this is something that is welcomed and even celebrated. Craig is glad that destiny removed this person from his life and it's really powerful. Another part of this song that I'm really happy with is we get to hear some more screaming. I know with the project that Craig Owens was heavily into prior to the return of drugs, Bad X Channels, there was little to no screaming in that. It was a lot more R&B, catchier pop stuff, which I also loved. But of course, when you think of Craig Owens, you also think of the heavier screaming side, like his Chiodos roots. So to be able to hear that again in a song just really hypes those early fans and has us excited to be in the mosh pit again. And it's great to hear, and I think it goes well with this song, especially with how angry and aggressive this song is. Overall, I really like the song. Ever since I saw the clip of this song being performed live at one of their concerts, the chorus was immediately stuck in my head, and I was really excited to finally hear the studio version of the song. My only gripe, and this is a minor one, I would say that I wish the production of the, the vocals on the song were a bit more crisp, a bit more clean. It does feel a little bit muddled at parts, 
And I do appreciate being able to hear each of the instruments, but especially to be able to hear the vocals, especially when it's a professional like Craig Owens. I really like to hear all the bits and the bits and bobs of the voice. And I, I do think that with the productions, it, it does get a little layered, perhaps intentionally. I personally would have liked for that change, but what can you do? <laughs> you know, it's just a small criticism I have, and I think a few others do share it. But the song itself is not ruined in any way by that change. I think it also would have been really great to have had John Feldman return to produce the second album ten years later. A big part of Drug's early success with their first album, he produced it, and he really does, in my opinion, have the ear and the knack for making something very good production-wise. But yeah, it would have been cool if John Feldman could have got back in the studio with them, but he seems like a very busy man, always producing something. I actually think it was said that he is in the studio with The Used again, which has me really excited. Since I am a little bit late to the party uh, talking about the new Destiny song, there has been a second single since released for Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Shows. And that single is titled Satellites in Motion. And honestly, that song I might like even more than Destiny. I love the vocal range that goes into Satellites in Motion in the chorus. Craig Owens goes really high and showcases his chops. <laughs> He's got the chops for good singing and these, oh, I just, I love it. It's what, it's what made me fall in love with Craig Owens and all the music that he's a part of, especially, you know, Chiodos. So being able to hear the screaming side in Destiny, the heavier angsty, and then being able to hear the, the vocal range, oh, it's just amazing. And it has me completely excited for this new record which, along with Satellite's Motion, has been officially announced. The second album, The Return of Drugs, is going to be titled Destroy, Rebuild, and it's going to be released June 17th, 2022. So I'm really excited, you know, an early summer release, so not, not too much longer now. Only got a few more months. And it has a total of 12 tracks, which is also amazing. I thought it'd be really cool to just kind of go over the track list for the new upcoming album just before I close the episode. So let me name off the, the names of the songs that will be appearing on Drugs' second studio-length album. Destiny, Satellites in Motion, Gold, Brighter Side, Outcasts vs. Everyone, featuring Brennan Savage. <laughs> One of my favorite titles, uh... Supercalifragilistic Existential Crisis. <laughs> I love it. I'm so glad that Drugs is also going back with the emo-y long titles that make no sense. I love it. I would have it would have made me very sad if things had just been one one-worded song titles. I'm glad that's a return to that to help it feel like drugs again. Um, the longest road. Are We Not Drawn Onward to New Era? And that one is actually a palindrome, which also is good reference, good, good callback to the early Drugs record. They did quite a few song titles that were palindromes. What's the Code for Heaven's Gate? Gravity, My Ever Ghost. Waiting on You. 
and the arm. So yeah, 12 tracks in total. You can check that out on their social medias. Do check them out, do follow them, give them as much support as you can. I've already pre-ordered this album on vinyl record. And as of recording this, they actually have sold out most of their vinyl variants. So I'm really proud, really happy that they're getting the support they, they need and deserve. It seems like people are really excited, especially with this second single. And yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited. Unfortunately, they did have to cancel their Salt Lake City, Utah show. And that is where the depression comes in <laughs> for me. Their, uh, their tour bus broke down on the side of the road on the way to coming to Salt Lake City, and they had to cancel for the second time the VIP tour concert that I was going to attend. I had been waiting out in the cold outside the venue for 40 minutes, and one of the venue workers came out and delivered that sad news, solidifying once more that I would not be able to hear Destroy Rebuild until God shows live. And perhaps I never will. I'm hoping that they have some reparation in the work, some return to Salt Lake City to give us the concert we need, the concert we, we were hoping for. I know there were quite a few other people in the VIP with me that were really, really bummed out. It was ultimately out of their control, but we're just hoping they can make things right. I mean, we definitely want to see them live and support them. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you do check out those artists that I've highlighted today. Again, that was The Ivory, Family Thief, Midoka, and Destroy Rebuild Until God Shows. So please check all four of those artists out. They are all on Spotify, Apple Music, The Works. Check them out, give them some support, show them on their social medias if you like their song, what you liked what you enjoy. And yeah, I think that's where I'll end it for this episode. Next episode, I'll hopefully talk about some of the concerts I attended and missed out on. So that should be a really fun episode as well. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, at McKay's Music Corner. And, you know, keep up to date with upcoming episodes. Whew, my throat is raw from screaming and I haven't said a word. The sky is calling, and the stars, they point to this. This is McKay's Music Corner, signing off. But I can't find my home! Wow.